0: welcome to islamic life coach school podcast apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful now your host dr kamal astar hello 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 everyone peace and blessings be upon all of you today's podcast has a very catchy title because i can imagine the resistance you almost feel at the thought of throwing your to-do list away even if it is not a physical to-do list even if it is just a mental list idea of discarding it sounds sacrilegious almost. (laughs) But there's a very good reason of why you'd want to throw your to-do list away. And I'll tell you why. The more you guys get to know my work through social media or podcast or my free live webinars, the more of this question I get. Aren't you so busy? How do you get so much done? Aren't you always working? And My answer is, I am never too busy to do what I value, to have a conversation with you, to coach my clients, to treat my patients, to be with my family. I take time for self-care and I take time for travel. I have a pretty average life, but the premise under which this question gets asked is, the more things you have to do, the harder you have to work. This premise is completely untrue. The busyness persona has become equivalent to working hard, which is thought of as hustle, always tired, rushing and scrambling. Let me tell you, I do work hard in the time I allow myself to work hard in. And I don't dread it. And I also rest. So it doesn't feel like hard work. I also refuse to stay busy in my mind. Busyness is a state of mind. That is what makes you tired. Not so much the actual work. And if you do feel tired, just take rest. Yeah, you know, like lie down, sit and do nothing and relax float around in the pool or read a book or whatever sounds restful to you at that time. My rest time is my priority and I fiercely protect it. Now, before you have judgmental thoughts about that I'm lazy, how can I not prioritize my religion or my children, I will say that if I didn't rest, I would not be able to give half as much energy to my religion or my children as I do now. I would fall into the restlessness trap of shaytan. Who will call it hard work? and have me completely spent most of the days. I refuse to live life that way. That is the default way. I create intentionality with my time. I do it with purpose and deliberation. It wasn't always like this. It was messy and chaotic, and it still is sometimes when I don't plan my time ahead, but it's gotten so much better. So I choose to plan how I spend my time in the future. This way I get rest time, fun time, concentration time, relaxation, and I drop all of the worry of what might or might not get done. So why should you throw away your to-do list? By which I don't mean don't do what's on the list. I just mean how can you actually do these tasks, save time and not worry about it perpetually. One reason why the to-do list method is not the most effective is because we keep making the list longer and longer. There's no concept of constraint when it comes to what can go on this to-do list. I mean, after all, you are human. There's a finite number of hours and energy that you have. If you have a to-do list, which is rolling on an ongoing basis, you'll keep putting things on it. And every now and then, you'll have to come back to it with intentionality to take things off. Because a lot of times, we put things on the to-do list that sound compelling in the moment, but we don't actually want to do them. Or they don't align with our long-term values. So you have to take time during the day to shave off the fluff the extra stuff that doesn't really matter that has clawed its way into our lives through our to-do lists. I advise you start with writing down everything that needs to be done. Yes, you start by making a to-do list so you'll actually have something to throw away in the end. (laughs) That way everything is out of your mind and onto a paper. That way you're not wandering around in your thoughts whether or not you have considered everything. When you're done writing everything down, take 10 more minutes to keep writing. Really clean up that brain space, every nook and cranny. Take all of the old and the new and put it on paper. Take whatever you think is inconsequential and put that on paper. It's like when you're doing spring cleaning and you think you're done, but then you have that linen closet in one corner that's holding many seasons worth of junk. It's just like that. When you think you're done writing everything down that needs to be done, you will keep writing things that you forgot. This whole process takes some patience, but it is totally worth it. It frees up precious mental real estate because then you're not worried about what you might have forgotten. So create a to-do list and spend deliberate time on it. And don't hesitate to put time in it because this process needs to be done only once, usually in the beginning. And maybe again, if you are reconstructing your life and changing major life goals and aspirations, only then you might need to repeat this process. But otherwise, you can just do it once. Or every once in a while. Put down everything, from mundane to important. From lifelong aspirations to tomorrow's grocery list, like buying eggs, breakfast, and milk. You want to put down, I want to get a doctorate in activism. I want to get a facial. Or everything in the middle, like doctor's appointments. I want to make extra cash with a part-time job. Put everything down. I cannot emphasize this enough. When I say everything, I mean everything. After which you'll have a long, haphazard looking to-do list in front of you. Now it's time to start pruning. Start categorizing things. You'll have three columns after this process. One is going to be for short-term goals, which are hours to days to even weeks. The other one is medium-term goals, which would be months to years. And then long-term goals that are usually for many years to come or through your lifetime. So for example, I forgot a salad dressing for the salad I will be making at the party. Buy salad dressing, short term. I want to hold three parties this year. Next one will be in the next three months, medium term. I want to have a strong social presence. I want to get to know the people of community have a strong social network. I want to be involved in the non-profits and the mosque in the upcoming years, long term. Once you do this three-column process, you will realize that all of your short-term goals are basically puzzle pieces towards your long-term vision. And after you've written these things down in three columns, you will also start to visualize that some of these items might be repetitive and see if you can just cross them off or if they can be merged together. Again, for example, I want to host three parties a year and I want to go on playdates with different families. Both of these can be combined. I will have three playdate parties. Or if you want to have three parties and you want to increase your Islamic knowledge. These can be combined in the form of a halaqa. You will not see these options of simplification of the to-do list until it's in front of you, in written form. Brain offers overwhelm about everything that needs to be done, when it's not written down. Because it's very easy for the lower brain to make you spin out of control without you being able to tie it down to something tangible. So do not skip the step of writing down and categorizing. Trust me, you will want to. You will say, I can just remember. I don't have that much to do. I actually don't even have time to write things down. I actually don't even have time to do the things I need to do, little less write them down. But that's a cop out from the brain's part. You will constantly be spinning in circles. You will feel really busy, but not accomplish anything. So just follow this method and make your life simple. So we make a to-do list and we keep writing things until we can't anymore, and then we write more things down just for an extra clean brain effect. <laughs> then, then you start pruning the list, first by categorizing them in three columns, short, medium, and long-term goals. Then you combine them and be creative with them. And you can also just cross things off. You're allowed to discard things you thought you wanted to do at this point. You're not allowed to discard them after the next step, which is calendaring, which I've taught you guys before, but I will mention again here in a different way. So cross off anything you don't think is important at this point, which your brain was giving a lot of power to subconsciously, but when you bring it into consciousness, you realize it's not that important. After you cross it off, be committed to this decision. Don't go back and forth, but also be flexible with yourself. Maybe you don't want to do something right away. Maybe a short-term goal can be changed into a long-term goal. Like you wanted a certain type of certification or a degree, but you think you'll have time for it in the next few years, so you can move it in the third column. Maybe you thought you wanted to have children later in your marriage, but you're blessed with a surprise pregnancy. Things that were long-term about a baby now need to be moved in the short term. Give yourself flexibility at this stage. Give yourself care, grace, and comfort. Don't be harsh on yourself about what you haven't done so far. That only takes you further away from doing things that are in the future. Judgment begets judgment. Even if you're doing things right, you won't be able to see what's going right if you're in judgment. So writing, pruning, categorizing, at this point, you should have these steps done. And take your time. You don't have to do it in one sitting. Again, be flexible and gentle with yourself. Then you're going to transfer this to-do list on two different platforms. One is going to be a personal goals document, and the other one will be a calendar. Take the short-term and the medium-term goals and transfer them onto a calendar, meaning assign these tasks a time and a date of when you'll be doing them. I personally use a Google Calendar for this, but you can use any that you're likely to utilize. Short-term to-dos in the next few days to weeks. For example, kids' dental appointments, back-to-school shopping. Submit meeting minutes to the team. Median-term goal in the next few months to a year. Redecorate the house. Related to that, you'll have short-term goals like In two weeks, I'll go over to the design center to get inspiration of interior designs and get a sense of more modern furniture. In the months after that, I will take time to order stuff online or look into hiring an interior designer. Or I will spend time on these dates doing DIYs. Both medium-term and short-term goals can be transferred into solid time blocks in your calendar. Both of these lead to a long-term goal of having a dream home and that will go in your personal goals document. Inshallah, one day you'll have that accomplished. So for this personal goals document, I use Google Docs and I revisit it every two to three weeks. This is where you'll store your long-term goals and visions and values. Mine are learning tajweed, which alhamdulillah, I'm almost done with khitma. I'm almost done with reciting the Qur'an with proper tajweed. And this was with the teacher. And my next goal is to get ijazah in the proper pronunciation and tajweed. Then after that, it will be Qiraat. Then after that, it will be about learning different recitation styles. You absolutely have to have a document with your long-term goals in front of you that you can visualize because it is easy to lose sight of what your true values are with constant distractions of this world. I revisit my long-term goals, like I said, every two to three weeks and I make sure everything in my calendar is aligned with my goals. I make sure I'm not accidentally spending extra time socializing when I actually value long-term a meaningful relationship with my children. Because if I value close personal relationship with my kids, I will make sure my calendar for the upcoming days and weeks reflects that. Again, if you find yourself in judgment of, well, you should just have time for your kids, that's not something that should go in the calendar. This judgment will block you into the creativity of where you can actually utilize this process for yourself. So keep an open mind. So now we're actually getting closer to throwing away your to-do list. But there's one more step before we can do that. And that is that you have to practice integrity with your calendar. The most important variable in the whole productivity industry is this integrity with yourself, which means that you will actually do something that you said you will do. You're not going to do half of it and you're not going to push it off until tomorrow or a week later. You're going to do it when the time arrives when you had decided it was going to be done, as it shows in your calendar. If you procrastinate or if you do only half a job, You've gone back on your word and you're not in integrity with yourself. When this type of scenario happens over and over again, where you procrastinate or you don't finish the job or you don't do it in the amount of time you allowed yourself, you lose integrity with yourself. You hurt your self-image. What we've been doing so far is that we have a to-do list that's a mile long and then we're expecting to check every box and be able to tell ourselves that we're in integrity once all of those things are done. This process sets you up for failure. You might as well wave that self-image goodbye because it's not going to happen this way. You've set unrealistic expectations for yourself and you've tied your self-value with those expectations. This is a lose-lose situation. If you don't arrive at the calendaring step through the process that I describe here, you will have an endless to-do list because everything on it will seem urgent. Need Aryal, a productivity coach, says, we are slaves of the urgent, at the sacrifice of the important. So if you look at it in that way, where you did only things that were actually important and valuable to you, your list would not be as long. And after you've pruned your list in a way where you only be doing important things, and you've scheduled them in the calendar one by one, with the intention of doing them, your only responsibility left will be to actually show up to do these things. And this is the most important step. If you don't show up for the planned activity, you will never have the self-trust to throw that list away. You will always be clinging on to that list with dear life, like if it stays in your possession, somehow things will get done. Things will only get done because you do them, not because they're listed on a piece of paper somewhere, or they're swirling around in your head. And with this process, you will do them because they're on your calendar. That calendar event is a promise that you made to your future self. When you planned that event, your highest part of the brain was active. The planning, the executive brain. If you don't do what's on the calendar, then you are severing that relationship with your highest self. So the question I get most commonly at this point is, but how do I actually do what's on my calendar? And the answer is, make it non-negotiable. Women know non-negotiables when it comes to their relationships with others very well. Like when you enter a marriage, you might say it is non-negotiable that I will be working outside of the house after I get married. Or when you're in a workspace, it might be non-negotiable that I have this written in my contract and I will have this and this benefit. We spend our entire lives clarifying and re-clarifying to others what our non-negotiables are. But what about non-negotiable with yourself? You have that toddler brain of yours that will be throwing tantrums when time comes to apply for that job or to submit that application or to play that family board game. It will say it's boring, this is dangerous, it's a waste of time, it's not really important anyways. It will give you all sorts of excuses. But if it is in your calendar, it was important to you at some point. And now you're negotiating with your lower toddler brain trying to cut corners trying to do maybe half of what you had planned. Or maybe do it tomorrow or not do it at all. You will even be questioning it, why you were trying to do it in the first place. All of this is a no. A big no. People ask me, how do I get so much done? It's because I make everything on my calendar non-negotiable. Just like it's a given that no one's allowed to hit me. That is an obvious non-negotiable. I have made it a self-commitment of that level that things on my calendar will get done. It is a non-negotiable. There are no tips or tricks or secrets. It's a commitment. That's all. Another excuse I always get is, but I can do things for other people. I can always submit a report when my team depends on it. I can always do things last minute because I know we have a deadline. I can always show up for my children, my family, my husband, my siblings. All of this happens because you've made your commitment to others non-negotiable. What would your life look like if you made a commitment to yourself non-negotiable? I want you to really think about the answer to that question, you guys. Taking another example, let's say I'm interested in photography and you committed to a short-term goal of I will take 20 shots in one hour on Sunday morning at the beach. If you've made that commitment and you showed up for it, that was because you decided that it was non-negotiable. There was nobody else in the equation. Another objection I get is, but it's easier if I have to do it for other people. It's hard to do it for myself. And the answer is, it's because you've only practiced doing things for other people so far. Once you start doing things for yourself, the dopamine reward system will recognize the pattern and then it will become easier for you to continue to show up for your commitments, for your promises. So start by making your calendar non-negotiable. Now comes the time for you to throw away your to-do list. I know, it was a long time coming. And this happens only after you've developed that self-trust. It will actually become rewarding to throw away that to-do list. You will be excited in anticipation of when you can throw away that list rather than dreading it. Making your commitments to yourself, non-negotiable, will free up so much of your time and energy. This is how I am not always busy. This is how I can do everything I can do. And I'm not rushed, worried, or frazzled. And I mean, don't get me wrong, there are always things that come up at the last minute that require my attention and adjustment. But I can always tap into that activation mode really quickly to get things done. I have plenty of reserve to accommodate the last minute changes because I'm not always bogged down by the senseless mind chatter. I have the time and energy to allocate to an actual urgency that might arise later that was unplanned. This happens to me at work all the time. I work at a hospital. Hours are going by. Work time is planned. Then a patient crashes, which happens frequently because hospitalized patients are more acutely ill. I am well prepared to handle that situation because I've not been running around like a chicken with her head cut off up until that point. When you plan, you have the energy to accommodate the unplanned. And with repeating this process and practice, you will have less and less unplanned events. Because you will just be learning from your previous experiences and adjusting your future calendar events. There is no room for wisdom when mind is nagging you about what you haven't done and the shame of what you can't seem to accomplish when you wanted it. With this method, you will quiet down that nagging mind. And if the mind chatter starts up again, you just shut it up by showing it the calendar. You tell it, look, we're doing this in two days or next week. No need to create a ruckus. It will happen in its time, inshallah. With all of this in mind and with much more detail, I have formulated a course called Create 20 hours of free time in a week without giving up your activities. I will be delivering this course in the upcoming months. Follow my social media or get on my email list if you're not there already just so you don't miss out on the dates. It is free when I present it live, so make sure you don't miss it and I will leave the appropriate links in the show notes. With that I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He gives us wisdom to stay in integrity with ourselves. I pray that we utilize our freed up time in the remembrance of Allah and I pray that He makes our goals clear to us. O oh Allah, make this path easy for us. Make it a means to get closer to you. Make it a means of success in the afterlife. O oh Allah, make this religion and your remembrance our highest priority inshallah. Please keep me in your prayers I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.